This is WFO Radio. All right, we've now been joined by our Bank of America Roval 400 race winning team. Quite a treat to have everyone here with us. At one time, we've now been joined by, I'll start here on my left. We've been joined, I should say my right, actually. Um, Chris Rice, who's the president of College Racing. The race-winning driver, A.J. Allmendinger. Race-winning crew chief, Matt Sordeski. Hopefully I said that. A.K.A. Squid. And um, at the very end of the table, we have team owner, Matt Colleg. So congratulations to all of you. Um, to kick us off, we'll start with A.J. A.J., you had um, a great lead there at the end. But we, or I should say, there towards yeah, there the wasn't end. Yeah, there wasn't a big lead yeah, at the end, no. But um, also a lot of cautions, a lot of restarts. Take us through some of those final restarts and kind of what was going through your mind. Yeah, I mean, just uh, with the new restart zone, uh, just kind of unique on, on, you know, as you kind of throttle up, we're all going to be kind of bouncing off each other. There's nothing you can – it's so narrow through there, um, and everybody's trying to get it. So, you know, when Ty got me kind of on that initial restart – it showed me what I did wrong, so um, it helped me a lot on the next couple of restarts of, of what to do. And um, you know, it I, I thought I thought the 54 might be the best car on on longer runs there. Um, you know, I felt like we if if Kyle was behind me, like we had we had Kyle cover on the long runs because I'd ran around him the whole race, and I knew the 24 had just kind of been lying back there, you know, fourth to sixth all day. Um, so it's just trying to get the lead and, and try to get a big enough gap because the only thing that we really struggled with was rear tires at the end of a long run, and that's kind of what we were fighting. So um, those restarts may have helped the tire life, but I would always have a, a good size, a, a, enough of a lead that I thought I could kind of pace myself, and then you'd have to go through the restarts again. So the biggest thing was is just trying to change it up just enough to, to time it right. And, um, you know, it's, it's track position-based, so... You know, I knew if I could get in the lead, uh, it was going to make it a difficult challenge for them to get around me, and that was just always the focus on those restarts. All right, we'll go ahead and open for questions now with the race-winning team here at the table. If you have a question, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll work to get a mic to you. We'll start with John Newby here up front. John Newby, NBC Sports. This question is for Chris and Matt. During the post-race celebration, you know, AJ made it very clear how emotional he was because of all the anguish, the pain, everything he goes through, you know, trying to help you guys grow. From your perspective, I mean, how much more impactful is it for you when you do see him have those emotional moments, that success, especially on, you know, a track where he's dominated so much in the Xfinity series? Um, so before Matt talks, I'll tell you um, – I've never met a race car driver so passionate about what he does um, in and outside the race car. And I never met a race car driver that cares about an owner like he does. I met a lot of race car drivers and I've talked to a lot of race car drivers over my life, but I've never met somebody like AJ Allmendinger. I think he got run through the ringer so many times and nobody ever dug into his life and how he is and how he acts enough to understand him. Um, I'll tell you, over the last month, he's been very um, key and pivotal to everything we're doing at College Racing. Um, he knows everything we're doing at College Racing, and he supports 98% of it, I would say. Uh, he shouldn't support it all because that's what makes you better. Um, so 
with that being said, it, it is it is when you see the emotion out of me, it's for everybody at College Racing, but it's for him, it's for Tara, it's for his new kid, his son, Arrow. Because five years ago, six years ago, I called Matt Colling and said, let's give A.J. Allmendinger, well, actually, Matt called me and said, let's go get the best road course racer in the world and try to go win road course races. And, and we called A.J. Allmendinger. He showed up in a Nebraska shirt. And he didn't know what he was going to do. He had no idea. We didn't have a hotel room for him when he went to Watkins Glen. We got him disqualified two races in a row, and he still came back. He drove home from Daytona when he missed a race, and he still came back. You know, and and that's the AJ we love. And and when he gets emotional and he fires a crowd up, it's about that. It's a you know when he fusses us out about winning and not winning and what we're going to do, how we're going to get better. I mean, he called me when our Xfinity cars were terrible this year, and he says, do you know how bad you suck? <laughs> I said, really? <laughs> yes, I do. And I think I told Claire, wherever she's at, it's unacceptable. Like, and that's, that's because of this guy. And um, for him to win and for him to be upset, we love it because we know how much he loves us. No, and I'd say I'm super proud of AJ. Even, even standing in victory lane and looking at AJ celebrating and doing what he does, uh, I'm just super proud of him. So it makes me um, not emotional, but I'm just super proud of this team and uh, and what they've done. You know, I don't I don't know if I'd say uh, we I don't know what our expectations were actually this year, but I'd say we struggled. And I know these guys uh, feel like they're way better than than we've actually performed. But I mean, even being able to get into victory lane um, today. I think puts uh, is is really big for this team and uh, for AJ and for Matt and for Chris. Uh, so it's really cool, really proud. So that's how I felt actually, just looking at AJ uh, while he was celebrating, while he's doing all the interviews, and while he's getting all the pictures taken. Uh, but this guy has meant the world to me, meant the world to our team, and uh, and that's how I feel. All right, we're going to continue with questions. Steve Colley up front has a question. Chris, first over those uh, those final five laps, you had your head, head in your hands a lot uh, watching that. What were the emotions going through you through those final cautions? And how much were you breathing over those final laps? I wasn't. I feel like I've let everybody down. Um, I don't know. I, it, this... I don't get upset much, you know, I smile a lot, that's what it's about, but I feel like I've let everybody down. Uh, I've done a horrible job when we started a cup team. Uh, Matt Sudersky believed in what we were doing and I feel like I let everybody down. Uh, everybody in Ohio, I let AJ down and, and for AJ to dominate, it wasn't just he showed up and led the last lap, he dominated the entire race. The pit crews have, have worked really hard at stepping up and I didn't breathe that much and I was, Honestly, I've spent a lot of time by myself. You know, I got, it's a open mic thing, and I told Squid, and he can just hear me talking. I finally said, I'll just shut up. And he said, no, keep talking. It helps me. And, you know, I, I, I just um, I go to bed every night thinking about how can we make everybody better. And, and today shows that, you know, Matt Collick belongs in NASCAR. A.J. Allmendinger belongs in a cup car. And it's just um, can we win every week? No, absolutely not. But can we contend? Yes, and that's what I was thinking about, and I wasn't breathing. I think I spent, thank goodness for my health. Thank goodness for getting my health together because I think I spent the last 10 laps not breathing. And, A.J., for, 
those final laps and uh, knowing how this season has been, the frustration that's gone on with it, um, how are you keeping yourself mentally saying, okay, you know, I've got Ty looking for his first win, William there behind you, Kyle um, trying to get to the playoffs as well. How do you keep yourself pumped up and knowing that, hey, I, I can win this? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I try to study a lot of not just – you know, the racetrack and things like that, but knowing where everybody's at in, in the playoffs and, and what they're racing for because, you, you know, it, you're still going for a cup when everybody's going to be aggressive, but there's a different aggressive level and there's desperation and there's things like that. You know, I've, I've loved racing against Ty over the last, you know, what, four years now, 2020 or, or whenever you started in the Xfinity Series. You know, I feel like um, me and him get along great. It's um, – I, I – us going back and forth was a lot of fun. Um, but with that said, I, you know what he's racing for. It's first cup win. I mean, it's hard to do this. It's freaking hard. And, um, you know, I know there's certain teams and certain drivers that get a lot of opportunities to, to go win cup races. But there's also a lot of drivers and teams that don't. So I knew Ty, you know, I thought we raced fairly clean for knowing what we were battling for. I knew Kyle had to win to make the playoffs. I kept looking up at the board to see where he was at points wise um, obviously I knew William was probably going to the next round um, he's going to be aggressive but maybe not desperate aggressive so that was kind of what was playing in my head on on who I was racing around um, you know at the end of the day it, it's for me it's about if I give everything I have I make no mistakes and William gets around me and beats me yeah it sucks but I go home and I look in the mirror you say Yep, better team, better driver beat me that day. The one thing I did not want to do was be that guy that made a mistake and let him by me. And that's something that, you know, this is what we all want, to, to be put in those, those pressure cooker moments. You know, and if uh, these guys know, I struggle to believe in myself every day. It's, it's, a dark, it's, a, it's an ugly place sometimes. I always say I have the best life possible, and that's why I'm miserable every day. Because it's wake up. What the hell are you going to do to be better today? And it's, God, it's ugly sometimes. But it's the way I am. I won't ever change. And those are the moments that I dream of, of knowing, hey, you got the best of the best in the world behind you. It's on you to not let them by. And, you know, I felt like I made a couple of real small mistakes with the 24 behind me. The rear tires were starting to go. But those last seven, eight laps, that's as perfect as I can drive a race car. And, that, and that's... Win or lose, but especially win, that's the stuff that you walk in, you walk around with your chest out just that little bit, because it's very rare that I do that, but just walk around a little bit knowing when it's time, I can be as perfect as possible. All right, we're going to go to Shane here at Brent. <clears throat> and then if I can get a mic to Zach in the back, please. AJ, congratulations on this win. Um, going into this race, was there anything that you did differently in preparation or just kind of your confidence level with how strong you've been on road courses? Yeah, me and Squid talked about that. If we won, we might not make Vegas because we're going to be hungover the whole week. <laughs> so we really focused on, on that and where we were going to go to Vegas. We're, we'll be in Vegas. Not sure we'll be at the racetrack. but uh, So we, that was pretty much We've our plan. We've done that before. Yeah, yeah. We didn't make it to the track. Yeah, no. That was our plan was trying to plan out uh vegas if we won so uh no i you know this we know at, on the road courses that's our best opportunity to win a race you know we we've been good at other racetracks and 
you know, you run inside the top 10 and things like that. But we know that these are the, the races that we can shine. So, you know, I felt like Squid and I and, and the engineers and really all the men and women at Collard Racing, but really us, we focused on, I mean, what did we start four weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, working on the sim, and that's all we worked on. It's like, okay, Texas coming up. All right, we don't care. Like, you know, we're going to focus on winning the Roval. So, you know, I think that's kind of what we did and, and uh, Squid <laughs> He's got a tough job. He's got to deal with me on the radio, screaming at him constantly, you know, how to be better, things like that. Um, but that's what I love about him is it, it, there, there's no animosity after a race. There's no ups and downs with him. He knows how much I care and, and how much I want us to be better. And, um, you know, I think that's we put that effort in the last four weeks. And, you know, we unloaded yesterday, and the thing was fast. And we talked about it. He made small adjustments. He made great adjustments during the race, um, you know, especially every team has to be, but, you know, in our situation, you got to be almost perfect in a race like this to win it. And, you know, I felt like all of us, we were. All right, we're going to go to Zach and then back up front to Jordan. Go ahead, Zach. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. AJ, um, going back to the restarts there, those last two, um, Kyle specifically, um, what's the relationship that you guys have with each other and – um, obviously, you knew what he was racing for. You kind of touched on that a little bit, but um, especially that penultimate restart, he's able to clear tie to move into second. Um, how did that factor into um, how you had to defend against him specifically? Yeah, I mean, it's I, good or bad to say, but, you know, I knew the guy I wanted behind me was, was Kyle because we were quicker than him. And I knew if I could get Kyle to second, I could probably just drive away. Um, you know, I Kyle has been fantastic to me uh, my whole career. But, uh, you know, when I started driving for these guys, especially the when we uh, – in 2020 with the pandemic and not having any practice, Kyle Busch is a guy that I can call whether I'm racing against him in an Xfinity race or, or cup race or whatever, and I just say, hey, man, I need, I need some advice or how do you drive this place or things like that. And he will call you back and – for an hour, explain every detail. And there's never a doubt in my mind that he's telling me the truth. Like, you know that he's just going to do that. And I have that respect. And I have the same respect if he asked me a question about, you know, talking to him about it. So, yeah, I knew he was going to race hard. I knew what he was racing for. Um, but, you know, I also didn't think he'd come clean me out or anything on a restart like that. So, um, it was just about trying to lead into turn one and not really give an opportunity to let him get to my bumper. And I knew once we could get through a couple of corners, I could clear him and, and start driving away. Um, so, you know, that was always my focus. But, yeah, I definitely was trying everything I could to get Kyle to second on the restart just to, to know that, like, that could give me enough of a gap to just kind of settle in and drive away. All right, we're going to come up front to Jordan Bianchi. Go ahead, Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic, this question's for Matt. Um, Matt, yesterday, AJ has, has said that he wants to be in, you know, he'd prefer to be in the Cup Series full-time. Um, we don't know about his future next year. Obviously, you guys are about trophy hunting. Why is it not a clear-cut decision to keep AJ in the Cup Series full-time next year if that's what you guys are about, is winning races? Well, we do want to win races, and uh, we love AJ. We just haven't all decided. Uh, actually, we just haven't announced yet exactly what we're doing. I think we're pretty clear on what we're doing. We just haven't announced anything. So well, I actually defer most of these questions like to Chris. 
<laughs> okay. Well, that's Chris. All right, Chris, will A.J. Allmendinger be racing full-time in the Cup Series next year? Wait for the announcement. <laughs> okay. Um, and then – I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he – I don't know if he can win trophies. Me? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, can you do it? You only – you have, like, what, 20, 20, 21 banners for me in the shop? Like Here's the problem. Right yeah. We don't get to, like – so when he wins, like, we got to work tomorrow. When he won in Xfinity, we could party. We don't get to party with him. Like, he won in Indy. We woke up the next day, and he was green because he had been throwing up. We can't do that now. So, like, we I mean, we got to think about we our can't. life and have a little fun. Why well, we got to think – We can't? we got to work tomorrow. Uh, sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> so, I mean – Coming, looking at it from afar, though, why is it not a clear-cut decision when you have a talented driver who obviously can win at the cup level? Why would you not want to keep him in your, your car? It is a clear-cut decision. We just hadn't announced it yet. Okay. And then uh, maybe Matt, you can – or Chris. Uh, Chandler Smith, is he going to be returning to the Xfinity Series program next year? Why are you year? trying to rain down? We're trying to – we're celebrating a win here. I got Damn, this. Jordan, you're just – No, Jordan, I got just... it. You should talk to his agent. Talk to his agent? Yeah. Has he asked for a buyout? You should talk to his agent. Okay. We also won a cup race today, so that's pretty cool. Wow. I didn't know we could win if yeah. you talked to his agent. Yeah. All right, we're now going to go to Matt Weaver, please. Right. Oh, sorry, right here. Nope. Matt started this crap this morning. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, Matt Weaver, Sports Not for uh, AJ. Um, you just talked about how the, the intensity level that you carry yourself out and how you're never going to change. And, oh, I remember you talking after 2018, 2019 about how there was burnout associated with that too. And so I'm, I'm curious, like, how do you live with that sort of like red line and what is the sweet spot that you have to find to center yourself or whatever it needs to be for you to be at your peak optimal performance? Um, I'm first married to a unicorn. So Tara is nuts, don't. And she looks good. Thanks. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yes, that's part of the unicorn masterpiece of Tara. So, uh, you know, she she uh, supports me and puts up with all the ups and downs, and she's just always there for you know for whatever you know comfort, leave me alone, whatever it may be. Um, a lot of it comes from the whole organization but these two guys really and and then over the last year and a half or over well, i mean i guess we call it two years now that we've worked we ran like what six races seven races in 21 um you know and so it's things like that that my goal has always been no matter what team i drive for you know whether it's the owner or, or you know crew chief men and women pit crew all that they understand how much i care that's that's the only thing I've ever cared about is for them to walk. If they walk away and they say, you know, what what do you think of AJ? You know, they can say he's an a hole and he, you know, he bitches too much. But damn, we know he cares, and that's and that's they know I'm going to lay everything I got. So that's the. It's I've been better, and it's because of the, really you know Matt and Chris, they allow me to be like that, and then when they see it, kind of maybe going to the to the dark level of that. We go do something fun, and they bring me back, and we kind of start over again. So, um, but that's it. It's I, I don't. I just this organization over the last five years. You know, I've said this before, but they've saved my life. Not not just 
you know, living day to day, but the happiness of day to day. Because if 2018 would have been it, I did some cool things. But there's always a God. I wish I could have done some more. But because of them, I've won on every type of oval in Xfinity. Got to kiss the bricks at Indy um, twice. Uh, you know, we've just done a lot of really special things, and because of that, they've allowed, they've saved my happiness. Because now, if it, if they wake up tomorrow and they're like, "Hey, you're old and you're done," I can actually just be happy with everything that's happened now in my career. And without them, I wouldn't have had that. I would have always had that little bit of misery of not doing as much as I wanted. And then, as a follow-up for Chris, but really any of you guys can answer. Because Chris has worked and been around so many racers his entire life, your entire life. Um, have you had to rewrite the rules for how you manage a driver when it comes to AJ? Because AJ is such a unique character. A hundred percent. I mean, I have to not only manage him right, I got to calm Squid down, like, on, on Mondays. And that's Matt Swiderski, his crew chief. Like, and, yeah, so you, you have to read every person, right? I think I told you this this morning. And you, you got to – you got to understand what you're dealing with. Uh, we have five drivers or four drivers, Justin Haley, AJ, Daniel Hemrick, and Chandler Smith, and Derek Krause as our simulator driver, plus he drives some Xfinity for us. And you got to learn how to treat them all. Like, I mean, it's not – I can't treat Daniel Hemrick and AJ Allmendinger the same. They're just two totally different pr people, and they actually probably became best friends over the last couple of years. I think A.J. worries more about Daniel's career than Daniel does, and I think Daniel worries more about A.J.'s career than he does. So, um, yeah, what I've learned with A.J. is you leave him alone when it's time to leave him alone, but you also get in his ass when it's time to get in his ass. Like, I mean, he, he, he takes it. But no, that's the way it is. Like, so, like, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the key to A.J. is he knows we have his back no matter what. Like, I think if you think – about a stat. He's won a NASCAR race over the last five years. He's won in NASCAR in either the Xfinity Series or Cup Series. He's won one race over the last five years. He's won every single year he's signed a contract for Colleague Racing. That's why we have his back. All right, we're going to go to Jerry Jordan. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires. Over to your right. Um, your post-race celebration up in the uh, grandstands, I'm looking at a photo here. Uh, you were surrounded by every driver uniform, you know, sweatshirt, T-shirt, hat possible. They were all loving on you. And then there's this one guy over there that says an A.J. Allmendinger, uh, you know, uh, shirt on as well, just in case you missed him. But it looks like, you know, that was a crazy scene. What was it like being out there with those fans? And, and what made you think to do that? I actually told Chris that I was going to do it. I said, he said, come he, on. He, no, he said uh, yesterday when I talked to him, he said, what time are you getting to the track? He's, I told him, he said, well, I might be going for a run. I said, yeah, the only run I'm planning is running into the crowd after we're done racing. So, um, you know, I think you see my emotion, and that's real. It's raw. I mean, it, I don't want to be crying on TV, but, you know, it's, it comes down to that's how much I care. And, uh, you know, I, I hope. Fans respect that. You don't have to be a fan of mine, um, but I hope you respect how much I care and how much winning a race. The, the thing I hate most is watching somebody win a race, and it's because they win too much, and they get out of the car, and they're like, yay, and like, yeah. 
you know, and you're like, they, they go next. I'm like, okay, that's, that's how you know you win too much. Uh, which I don't, don't get me wrong, I'd like to be like that. But um, yeah, it's just, just raw emotion. You just want to go up there and celebrate. Uh, you know, I think maybe part of it was the first couple of races I won with Call Racing, I didn't celebrate with anybody. Like it was, it was a pandemic. Turn around, I was like, hey, all right. All right, good job, AJ. I mean, hell, Atlanta, they weren't even allowed in victory lane. So it's uh, just trying to have fun with it. It's, it's things, and as I said, especially kids, you don't have to, you don't have to be my, my fan. You don't have to, but, you know, I, I think we all, we all love this sport. There's a reason why we're all in this sport, and it's because, you know, at some point in your life, and a lot of it was when we were kids, you fall in love with it for whatever reason why. Uh, and to me, to go up there and celebrate, especially when there's kids up there, you know, that's memories. And maybe it's a kid that's never been to a race and didn't really care. Next thing you know, they're celebrating next to a driver. Like, that's it's pretty special. And, you know, I don't think about it, you know, in the time, but it's you just you want to celebrate with everybody. You know, it's cool. to I told everybody come to the start finish line after said all the all the men and women that are here come celebrate with me on the front straightaway and then you go up there and you know it's just about making memories and having fun because you know as i said i don't you don't know if you're ever going to win another cup race so you got to celebrate like it's your last that's why you see why i celebrate because you never know when it's your last i spent many years not even coming close to winning so you're never going to see me get out of the car and do the hey and, and walk away i mean it's it's raw emotion all right, we're going to go upstairs to the press box for a question, please. Hi, Jenna Fryer, Associated Press. I have uh, two questions. First one's for AJ. AJ, congratulations. Um, your emotions are all over the place. You talk about how difficult it is for you and also how much you love it. And um, I guess you guys already know what you're doing. Um, and you're not going to tell us. But I'm curious, you know, you're about a month into fatherhood. Like, let's say you're Jimmy Johnson and you can do anything you want and, and you, money's not a factor. What do you want to do, AJ? I just want to keep racing with a call racing Chevy. You know, that's – I'm not going anywhere. You know, this will be the cars that I – whenever I'm done driving, you know, they've – Matt and Chris have given me the option of you keep doing this while you're having fun and you're enjoying it. And I've given them – also the rule, keep me in the car as long as you want. As long as I'm bringing something to the race team, the moment I'm not, then, you know, it's fair. We're, we, I wouldn't say go our separate ways, but, you know, we do something different. Um, but, yeah, it's, that's, I love what I'm doing. And when you see me not having fun, it's because I want us to be better. And more importantly, I want me to be better because that's what I put on my, my shoulders is to be better for all of us, to make us better. So that's. And, you know, that's why, that's why you see so much emotion come out of me. And, Matt, um, this is your second full-time season and your first cup win as a full-time car owner. Uh, I know you have won a cup race before, but it, um, is it harder than you thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I almost talk about it as being um, almost impossible. I mean, that's how – that's actually – how Chris and I talk about it, it's like these things are impossible to win just because the talent level of, uh, I mean, the talent level of everybody on the team, um, 
the drivers, the crew chiefs, the engineers. I mean, it's the, it's the highest level of motorsports. And so it's, it's a really, really hard, um, almost impossible thing to do. And, you know, with AJ and with, with, with our team, we've actually now done it twice. You know, our goal, honestly, when I got into the sport, what, how many, eight years ago, nine years ago, um, our goal was to maybe try to win an Xfinity race, like one. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty surreal moment even standing there watching uh, everybody run out to, uh, like, like AJ said, to the start-finish line and congratulate AJ. I, I just stood on, on um, you know, on the pit lane or pit row or whatever and just watched everybody. And it's a really surreal experience to say, you know, what, what all the men and women and drivers and everybody else at College Racing have done and experienced. I mean, we just won uh, our second cup race. And uh, just how proud I am of Chris, how proud I am of AJ and of Matt, and uh, again, all the men and women at College Racing uh, of what they've accomplished uh, over the last several years. Uh, but it's just a really surreal experience, and I'm really proud of them. I'm proud of them for them. Um, you know, as the, as the laps were winding down, you know, when it was 15 to go and 10 to go, and just you were seeing everything play out today, uh, you know, I was just standing behind the pit box just thinking that and, and watching that. You know, I've got my name all over it. There's colleague racing. There's colleague companies everywhere, and there's leaf filter you know, my company uh, that I started in 2005 that's all over the cars uh, and seeing all of our sponsors and seeing all the employees that, that, uh, that have worked for us now for literally years, um, just really proud of them and proud for them of what they're accomplishing. So um, really, really grateful. All right, we're going to come back downstairs. Can I get a microphone to Andrew Curlin, please? Andrew Carlin, Dirty Mo Media. Uh, AJ, this race seemed like there was a lot more action throughout the field, more natural cautions in the last two. Is that a result of racetrack, being an elimination race, desperation? Like, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think the obviously the, the stage breaks, they, they kind of bunch the field back up, and, you know, you got the, the saying, cautions breed cautions. Um, but, you know, I think some of it's the racetrack as well. You know, you, it's, it's especially in the infield, it's easy to make a mistake and, and slap the fence. And um, it's easy to get into somebody. And, and, you know, with it, where we're at in the year, you know, drivers are we're all racing for something, whether it's championship, it's trying to make it to the next round, it's, you know, best position possible in points, or, you know, you're, you're searching for a ride. Everybody's kind of probably on edge. It's a long season. So... You know, I think that's a lot of the reason you see so much aggression level. And then especially at the end of the race with all those cautions, it's just going to – everybody's going to start taking and, and no gives. So I think that's probably a, a big reason of why. All right, we're going to come up front to Bruce Martin. Bruce Martin with Speed Sport and Forbes. Um, probably two of the most challenging road courses that you run on are here and at, at Indy, and you won both. So in a lot of ways – I mean, if it's a tough race course, I guess you're the guy that's that's ready for the challenge. How do you describe being able to master both of those? Well, I mean, it, it takes a a great race car for sure, and 
<clears throat> takes everything kind of working out the right way. You know, that's I've grown up road course racing, right, Bruce? I mean, that's part of what I love about it is I feel like that I can, you know, driver can make a little bit of a difference. It still takes an amazing race car to go out there and do it. Um, you know, I thought last year here we, we had a real shot to win the race and it just didn't play out, you know, the way we wanted to. Um, but, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the credit goes to, to Squid just because he, he worked so hard at the shop, kind of in the leadership role of, of you know, overseeing the cut program and, and kind of trying to figure out which direction we need to go. Obviously, Chris has got overseeing everything. And, but, you know, with, with Squid, it's, we've had some road courses this year, early in the year especially, where uh, we probably struggled a lot. Um, you know, Chicago was a race that we completely missed it and, and just struggled. Um, but I feel like over the last few we, we've had a lot of speed. Um, Indy, we missed it early in the weekend and, and put us behind, and the race just didn't play out the way we wanted to. Watkins Glen, I thought maybe we had one of the cars beat, could, just couldn't get up front. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's when we have a good race car and, you know, we do the, the things that we know we're capable of doing. We know we can at least be up front at any type of racetrack, but, you know, as I said, we know these is – you know, we can go out there and, and win the race. All right. We apologies. I'm not going to get to everyone's question tonight, so I'm, I really do apologize for that. But we've had them up here for 30 minutes. So I do want to be respectful of their time. AJ still has a couple more interviews he has to do, a couple what? more appearances. <laughs> so I do want to be respectful. But thank you guys for all spending some time with us. Congratulations again. And, Chris, it sounds like a few of these people made you answer questions twice. Thank you, guys. I think they did. But to you guys, thank you guys for what you do. Um, sometimes I go to look at all y'all's pages to see when it's rained out. So, seriously, thank you. We know you spent a lot of time doing it. From us, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.